Hello, welcome to today's episode of Juicing the Numbers, your statistics and sports podcast. I am your host, Joshua Tracy. And I'm Corbin Heller. And uh, today is uh, the Christmas episode. Merry Christmas. Happy yeah. And uh, a happy tail end of uh, Hanukkah to, to, to the gang. Um, yeah, it was a real, real holiday. You know it. Um, <laughs> honestly... <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> um, anyway, <laughs> recording this on Christmas Eve, uh, 11 o'clock in the morning, as we're both getting ready for our own holidays, but we're still dedicated enough to bring you this. So I'm sure it has nothing to do with us trying to avoid our families on the holidays. Um, you might be avoiding family. I'm avoiding work. <laughs> Either way, I Fair am enough. still working today because my company fucking sucks. That's but, ridiculous. Yeah, I worked the day before Christmas, aka Christmas Eve, aka today, and I work the day after Christmas, and I work on uh, New Year's Eve because uh, why do we matter? We are but lowly employees. Uh, you also work like, like going to the office like three days a week, so there's some give and take there. Now, there's no need to bring that into it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fair enough. Fair enough. So I believe we're, we're you and I are playing Santa Claus this episode, right? We we are. We are getting in the holiday spirit, and we are giving NFL teams the Christmas gifts they deserve. Not necessarily want, but deserve. I guess. Oh, ah, okay. I don't know. I wung this. Damn it! I winged this. I don't know the correct terminology there. You wanged it. I wanged it. So, uh, you want to get started in the uh, the good old AFC? I absolutely do. All right, so we're going to start with the Steelers, like always, because they're the go-to. Their gift this year, a new elbow for Ben Roethlisberger, because turns out Mason Rudolph, not so great, just got put on the IR, and putting a duck in charge of your team doesn't always work out great. So if Big Ben was back with a healthy elbow, this team would be a Super Bowl contender, if not one of the favorites in the AFC, Uh, because of that just unstoppable defense so Steelers please get him an elbow for Christmas I beg of you okay uh, I, if I was you I would have wished for a brand new Ben Roethlisberger but you know like like a 10 year younger Ben Roethlisberger but you do what you can okay so let's move on next up we have the ravens and i'm giving them some bubble wrap for lamar jackson not that i think he will get hurt but if he does that juggernaut is essentially dead uh i do not think robert griffin the third or my boy trace mcsorley uh is anything close to mvp mvp winner lamar jackson trace mcsorley's on the ravens yeah i had no idea yeah that's funny as fuck. I'm so excited to watch the game this Sunday because they've already announced Lamar Jackson isn't going to play. So hopefully Lamar, or not Lamar Jackson, Trace McSorley could get some playing time against the Steelers, which would be dope to watch. That'd be amazing. Yeah. Ass, and then I'd be sad. Well, um, yeah. <laughs> Next up, we have the Browns and they're getting a chemistry set so that they can figure out what went wrong with their chemistry this year. Okay, I like that one. That's cute. Thank you. Next up, we have the Cincinnati Bengals, uh, and they are getting a magic eight ball because they need some good mojo and get a good idea of who their number one pick should be, whether it's a guy like Joe Burrow, whether they go defense with Chase Young, or they go with a guy like Tua Tagovailoa. Either way, yeah. if they fuck this up, they're dead in the water for a long time, so they need to get it right. Yes, sir. Yes, they do. <laughs> All right. Let's move on over to the AFC East. Oh, I know can, them. Yeah. We can start off with the Patriots. Um, and much like you suggested for Big Ben, I'm getting them a time machine for Tom and Bill because they're getting old. And once they leave, I don't suspect the Patriots are going to be very good. But here's a twist. That time machine is filled with coal because fuck the Patriots. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I agree. I really wanted to give them the time machine, and I really wanted to give them coal. So why not both? Por qué no los dos? I agree. Uh, do you want to do the Jets next? So I had misinterpreted this. 
<laughs> and uh. I was going to give them, I thought we were giving them like a piece that they needed. So in my mind, I was going to give them um, a new head coach. But in the vein of this, I think that they should get a subscription to Photoshop so they can figure <laughs> out what the fuck they're doing with their logo because what they came up with is not good. <laughs> Listen, this is a totally open spirited game we're having. It's not all just fun little ideas. Uh, there's definitely some players are missing pieces in here for the rest of the teams. So, Josh, you did a great job. Thanks, buddy. Um, yeah, also, that Jets logo, not great. It's not just great. so shockingly... It feels like what they would have made if they were a, an expansion team. Yeah. Like, it's like a like, placeholder logo. Or if it was like... I don't know, something a high school student did in like a f- intro to Photoshop class. It feels like a jumping off point, not what should have been the final product. Right. It's just, you know what? So it actually looks like a jumping safe, off point know? for their old logo. Yeah. Yeah. I could definitely see that. It's anyway. just, I don't know. It's so conservative, but yeah. It is. Next up, we have the Buffalo Bills. Um, and I gave them Odell Beckham Jr. with a nice big bill <laughs> on top. God, they need that. He wants out of Cleveland and their wide receivers are fucking awful. So if the Bills could get themselves a nice, good wide receiver, they would be a serious team, especially with their defense. So why not give them one of the best arounds, Odell Beckham Jr.? Right on. I mean, fuck the Bills, but right on. <laughs> All right, so let's do the uh, the Miami Dolphins next. Uh, and I'm giving them competent talent. Oh, God damn it. Competent talent evaluators. Because oh, even God. Do find talented players. They can't even evaluate them properly internally, and they end up trading them away or letting them walk. We've got guys like Minka Fitzpatrick and Kenyon Drake, Drake playing like all pro uh, players right now. Then you've got guys like Ryan Tannehill playing for the Titans, who looks completely different than he did when he was playing in Miami. And then you have guys like Jordan Phillips, who they let walk and eventually signed with the Bills who is having an amazing year this year. There's more players. I just couldn't come up with them off the top of my head at like midnight last night. So I'm sticking with the four big ones. Beautiful. Uh, Yeah, thank you. Uh, Let's go to the AFC South, where we can start with the... The AFC South is like definitely the worst division for me. Not like knowing the teams, but just like they got some really straightforward gifts. Nothing fun. Uh, the Jaguars get Ron Rivera, Riverboat Ron. Oh, that'd be great. That's a great fit. Yeah, they have the talent on defense where he can bring his system in and really hopefully bring them back to what they were when they were going and competing against the Patriots for the AFC Championship. Um, I honestly couldn't. I think it's, I want to say it's Gus Bradley, even though I know that's incorrect uh, as far as the head coach of the Jaguars. Um Maybe it's John Filippo. Regardless, their head coaching situation is not good. They need a new one. Ron Rivera needs a job. Perfect match. Ron Rivera will get a job. <laughs> oh, I'm surprised. Well, actually, I'm not surprised because they can't talk about that stuff now, but he will be the first coach to get a job this offseason. For sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, we have the Colts. Uh, do you want to guess what their Christmas present is going to be? Uh um, the quarterback Andrew Luck back time machine for Andrew Luck. <laughs> Andrew Luck. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah, I feel like this one was kind of really just. We all know they need Andrew Luck back. Nothing against Jacoby Brissett. He's oh, been ooh, playing ooh, very or well. A well placed mm-hmm. cyanide capsule in Jim Ursay's drink. <laughs> Listen, with the way that guy drinks, I doubt he'd even notice. He downed that thing. Yeah, um, but you know, like Jacoby Brissett, he's a good quarterback. He's not a great quarterback, but this team would be so much better with Andrew Luck back, and we all want him back. Let's just give him back to the Colts. Santa Claus can make that happen. He's got some magic. Uh, so let's move on to the uh, Tennessee. Yeah, the yeah, sure, the Tennessee Titans. Um, I'm regifting that magic eight ball that I gave to the Bengals because they really need to figure out if this version of Ryan Tannehill is legit. Because if he isn't, man, they're set up, uh, you know, they're stuck behind where they could be right now for a couple years. And if he is, 
I'm sure they would very much like to know that information before they uh, make a new QB decision. So they get what, regifted. What if Ryan Tannehill becomes the uh, the new Ryan Fitzpatrick? That'd be fucking hilarious. Honestly, and you know, because Ryan Fitzpatrick is just is just uh, his generation's, um, well, the poor man's version of his generation's Vinny Testaverde. You know, hey. so hey, there's got to be one every generation, and Fitzpatrick's on the way out. Tannehill's the perfect age to start the whole weird, good every other year journeyman thing. Yeah, honestly, though, like I want this just, to happen now. If we're just talking about this, I think Jameis Winston would fit this mold perfectly. Ah, uh, he would too. But yeah, well, no, Ryan the problem Tannehill- is Jameis Winston had like a lot of upside, and <laughs> Tannehill was always like, maybe this is the year. And it just never was. Oh, come on. Ryan Fitzpatrick always has those games where he throws like five or six touchdowns and he looks like an all-pro player. Like, but the uh, problem is you know that's week, not who he is. Uh, yeah, okay, fair enough, fair enough. You know what? Let's. Uh, should this become a Ryan Tannehill is Ryan Fitzpatrick podcast now? Should we just pivot over? I think we should just go back throughout the years and find all of the, the each generation's best journeyman players. Josh. Can you please write that down? I'll try. <laughs> Thanks for putting in the effort, bud. But that, I mean, I won't. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep going. Fine. I'll fucking do it. Uh, so next up, we have the Texans. Um, their pass rush is kind of bad right now. So they need a new player there opposite J.J. Watt when he comes back. So why not give him a good one in, uh, I don't know, Jadavian Clowney? What do you think? Is that a good idea? Uh, I, I I don't know how to answer that. <laughs> Why not? Say it again. Why don't we give the Houston Texans to Devian Clowney because they need pass rush help? Oh, I misheard you. Um, uh, that's fair. Uh, no, you know what? No, 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 we shouldn't. Fuck them. Fuck them to death. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of fair. I kind of wanted to... They could have had him for nothing but money and they chose that's not true. to. Fuck them to death. I kind of wanted to give them a new coach because Bill O'Brien's not getting the job done, but I'm too biased for Bill O'Brien because he coached at Penn State, so I couldn't grow the balls to do it. I understand. <laughs> All right, so let's finish up the AFC with the AFC West. Uh, Denver Broncos, let's start with them. Um, let's give them Shaquille Barrett ba- back because he is playing lights out. Uh, I think he's still leading the NFL in sacks right now, unless uh, Chandler Jones passed him uh, this past week. Um, or we could give them an option of two gifts. They need a new wide receiver because Cortland Sutton's great, but behind him, they have fucking nobody. And with Drew Locke starting there finally, looking like a stud, uh, they could use a couple pass rushers, uh, or at least a good pass rusher, uh, to really help out that team. So maybe if we're playing elephant swap, they could elephant swap. They could steal Odell from the Bills. Oh, that would be a hilarious version of this. Doing like the whole white elephant version of this. Do you know that'd how be, complicated that be, would be? Oh, dude, way too much. Work. <laughs> oh my god, way too much work. But that would be hilarious. Oh, imagine if they did that with like the NFL draft. Oh my god, I want that so bad now. All right, NFL draft elephant swap. Look at that. We came up with two new episodes right here. This is how the magic happens, folks. (laughs) Let's move on to the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, I'm giving them a bye week before every game. Andy Reid is 17-3 and in his career after a bye. That's really fucking good. Let's just give them a bye week before every game. Why not? Let's just help them out because, you know, they could use that help. No complaints from me. Uh, the Oakland Raiders. Are they the Oakland Raiders still? Uh, for one more game. Uh, I'm giving them a free consultation with a contract lawyer because, man, I don't know what to even think of John Gruden's contract anymore. All I know is that they probably don't either. And so if they could talk to somebody about it and see what their options are, that probably would be a pretty good gift for them. Mark Davis looks like he gets advice from the same guy who cuts his hair. <laughs> um, for those of you who don't 
know what Mark Davis Google like. him. Just it's Google not, him. It's it's not good at Oh, it's it's so much worse than you're thinking it is. It's one of the worst haircuts, if not the worst I've ever seen on a man. And he has had it for like 40 years. Yes, that's a very rich man with a three dollar haircut. <laughs> he looks like he cuts it himself with well, like a bowl from the kitchen because it's so it's so perfectly round or like I, I, you got to look it up because it's just so insane how how it's done. But it looks too intentional for him to have cut it himself. If he cut it himself, it'd be way better. Oh, uh, I don't know. Oh my god, you you are totally right. I looked it up and it's significantly worse than I remembered. Yeah, it's so <laughs> oh not my good. God. His yeah. bangs just start st- like the top of his head. I know. don't go down very far. Oh, I so know. <laughs> so bad. Can he just shave? Like, honestly, he would look so much better significantly bald. Like, just shave that head. That's what I'm saying. If he cut his hair himself, it fucking doesn't matter. I don't want to bring politics into this, but Donald Trump has much better hair than Mark Davis. He honestly does. <laughs> All right, you want to close out the AFC? We got one. Yeah, who do we got left? We've got the San Diego Chargers. Um, Is that their gift? A relocation yeah, yeah. device? <laughs> that would a have moving been a company. One. That actually would have been a really good one. Um, but I gave them a top five pick because they definitely don't have one this year, and they definitely aren't getting a good quarterback with their pick this year. Uh, and Philip Rivers, it's it's time for him to be taken up to the farm up north. Um, so sorry, Philip, but they need a replacement for you. I don't want to just hand him a quarterback because, you know, spirit of Christmas, whatever. They have to earn it, but they can at least pick in the top five. Uh, I honestly, they could probably also use one of those, uh, one of those magic eight balls you're dishing out. Yeah, I didn't want to. I thought about it. I think I had that there originally. I just didn't want to give it to three straight teams, you know? I, I understand. Yeah. So uh, you want to do the NFC? Let's do it. So we'll start with the NFC East and the New York Giants. Uh, I've reached out to some local Giants fans because there's so many by us. Uh, and the consensus was that they need cornerback help. So I gave them Jeffrey Okuda in the draft next year because it's about where their pick would be. But I thought, man, that's kind of boring. So I decided to give them a Saquon Barkley workout guide. Because that man knows how to work out, and the Giants look like they could use it sometimes. So you got yourselves a nice little book. You know what? A yoga aerobics, you know, a class taught by Saquon. I feel like that could be pretty fun. I just had another episode idea. All right, lay it on me. Uh, which you had to pick one player on each team to have cloned and be every player on the team. Who did you pick? Because for the Giants, it has to be Saquon. Oh, a hundred percent. It has to be. So who would that player be for like all the other thirty-one teams? Because like the Packers wouldn't have um, fifty-four or however many players um, Aaron Rodgers is. Mm-hmm. You know he can't run or block. So I feel like there would be very few quarterbacks picked. Very few. You know, like a Cam Newton would. Be I was going to say pick. Cam Newton. Yeah. Um, maybe Lamar Jackson, just because you could play backyard football with him. Same thing with the possibility of Patrick Mahomes, possibly true. A lot true. of running around. I mean, obviously we're going to have to look into these rosters to find the most athletic players, but, um, what do you mean? Why not Phil rivers? <laughs> yeah. Right. I want 20, Sorry. 22 <laughs> Philip rivers is trying their best. Sorry, Joey Boso. Uh, you've not been picked. We've actually gone with forty-five-year-old uh, Philip Rivers. Yes, we now have an endless supply of Philip Rivers. Oh God! Uh, Talking so clean white man trash talk. <laughs> Good job, guys. Good job. All right, let's move on to the Cowboys, who are getting a new contract extension for Jason Garrett. Because fuck the Cowboys, and I don't fuck like them. The Cowboys. And they officially did not make the playoffs because the Eagles won. And I didn't realize that they had tiebreakers. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Cowboys (laughs) officially missed the playoffs. That gives me a nice sensible chuckle. Yeah. The Eagles are going to make the playoffs. The only question is, will they do it at nine and seven or eight and eight? Do we care? I kind of do. I kind of want them to make the playoffs at eight and eight. Yeah. I kind of agree with you. Because no one's happy. 
Uh, they play the Redskins, I believe. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, speaking of the Eagles, they're getting a Costco-sized box of all the quarterbacks they could possibly get their hands on. Because whoever they got back there, uh, like Ronald Darby, Jalen Mills, they fucking suck. So let's just get the biggest box of cornerbacks we can get and uh, just let them figure it out. Uh, it seems too generous, but I understand. Uh, dollar general size box of cornerbacks? Uh, how about Walmart brand cornerbacks? Yeah, it's a nice I like the Eagles. Fuck the Eagles. Yeah, fuck them. Fuck the NFC East, man. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not opposed to that sentiment either. <laughs> All right, let's get rid of these guys quick by finishing them up with the Redskins. Uh, I gave them a new name. It's not what they want, but it's what they need and what they deserve. So fuck you, Redskins. What's their new name? Um, The Dan Snyders. See, I've always been a fan of the theory that the Redskins should just change their logo to a potato and be the Redskin potatoes. <laughs> and just have a giant, like, 10-foot potato mascot running around on the sidelines. Yeah, yeah, because the oh, thing is, like, you can still call them the skins. The uniform yeah. color stays the same. Everything about... Like, because then Redskins fans don't have to adjust to the whole new name and new logo. They can still be the skins, and it becomes significantly less offensive. Like, we could convince Dan Snyder to license out Mr. Potato Head to be their mascot. They can they can have potato guns for the cheerleaders oh, that they shoot into the yeah. stands <laughs> to put the fans just living in misery out of that misery. And then it becomes like a whole thing that they can give away at the concession stands is like you know genuine. Washington DC Redskin potatoes for your got, for your Washington Redskins. We got mashed potatoes. We got French fries. We got roasted potatoes. We got hash browns. It instantly That's becomes it. the tailgate item for every single tailgate. You know what? The last couple of weeks of the year, they could have latkes to celebrate Hanukkah. Straight up, that's a great idea. Like, it's such a better idea, isn't it? Oh God! Can we write a letter to Dan Snyder in the NFL petitioning for this? Why do you think Dan Snyder can read? <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Um, you want to go to the NFC South? I do. Um, let's start with the Saints. I'm giving them six catches for Mike Thomas, who currently has a one or currently uh, who currently has 144, and 150 is such a nice round number that I think he should set that record there. Six so catches. Bencham, that's it. Simple gift for a team that doesn't need much. Uh, all right, the Carolina Panthers, they are getting a back brace for Christian McCaffrey so he doesn't get hurt carrying this fucking team all season. Oh, that's a desperately needed gift. Yep, and if they lose him, just like with Lamar Jackson, that team is over. I mean, don't get me wrong, that team is essentially dead in the water as is, but if they lost McCaffrey, what's the point? Just fold. Um, yeah. Yeah. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. A nice pair of glasses for Jameis Winston because he cannot see which team is which, uh, which is the only reason I could come up with for why he should throws so many blatantly bad interceptions. <laughs> okay, I'm with it. Um, and then to close these guys out, we have the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, they get nothing. They're the kid who is forgotten about by their parents and doesn't get a present. Uh, and I don't really care for them. So, how about how about we get them um, an equalizer? Because Lord knows that this is the most swinging, swinging team in the world, and they need a little bit of middle ground here. Yeah, why not? Better than nothing. Fuck them. You're a much more generous Santa Claus than I am. What can I say? Jewish Santa Claus rules. <laughs> All right, let's do the NFC West uh, with the Rams. Uh, they were my inspiration for this episode because I was thinking about how terrible their life is going to be the next couple seasons. So for Christmas, they are getting, uh, not, they're not getting, they are begging Santa for just a little extra cap room this offseason. Uh, actually, a lot of cap room this offseason um, because without it, they are fucked. Fuck them anyway. Yeah, very true. Uh, then we have the Arizona Cardinals, uh, and they're getting sleds for Christmas. <laughs> but nice. The practice sleds to replace their offensive line because, God damn, it's awful. 
Uh, Kyler Murray, as uh, mobile as he is, is the most sacked quarterback in the NFL, and it's embarrassing. So we get some nice sleds for the team um, who are going to do a significantly better job than their actual offensive line. Apologies to AQ Shipley. I still love you. Okay. Uh, next up, we have Kyle Shanahan. Um, he always wears a nice fancy hat on the sideline that you don't usually see coaches wear. Uh, I don't know what else we could possibly give the 49ers. Um, maybe a generator for their stadium so the power doesn't go out uh, like in the Super Bowl. Um, but, you know, let's give him a new hat. It's a nice hat, but he could use a new one. Why not? Uh, sure. 49ers. Yeah. I there can't think go. of anything good. I, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, that's good enough. Right. Uh, and then the Seahawks are getting a bag of Skittles because Marshawn Lynch is back. So we're going to do a little segue here, I guess, just to talk about Marshawn Lynch. Yeah, sure. Back because I love this so much. Yeah. Uh, Marshawn wanted to play another, uh, I guess, like his handful of games of football, and the Seahawks yeah. desperately need a running back. So, yeah. I mean, their top three running backs are all out for the season with different injuries. Marshawn Lynch is probably the biggest fan favorite in Seattle that they've ever had. Uh, I don't know how old he is, but I'm sure he's younger than Frank Gore. So, silver lining there. And uh, you know what? Little Skittles to get him back in a NFL game shape. Why not? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. It seems like it's uh, it's definitely no lose. And Marshawn was definitely the best running back that they had available to them. So, um, if he comes back and lights it up in the playoffs or Week 17, whenever he starts playing, I will be so happy. I want him to come back next year and just keep playing. Don't ever stop, Marshawn. Don't stop. Eh, I could use a good, uh, a good official retirement, but that's just me. Eh, fair enough. Uh, anything else you want to say on the Marshawn Lynch story? Eh, not in particular. Good, uh, good, good for him that he's been able to dictate exactly what he wants to do. He wanted to retire after the Seahawks. He did. He wanted to come back to play for his hometown team. He did. And then he, when he decided he wanted to play a little bit more and go back to the Seahawks, he did. I mean, it, it's cool that he's in a point where he, uh, where he has the ability to do that and teams let him. It's, it's, it's cool to see that he has that kind of control. I agree with you 100%. I love that he is just so open to the idea of doing what he wants to do and just not letting anyone else affect that. Yeah, it's uh, really, really nice to see a player have that kind of agency. Man, is this a Marshawn Lynch podcast now? Can it be? I just don't want to get fined. <laughs> Callback joke. All right. Let's finish out this uh, little exercise with the NFC North. Um, let's start with the Vikings. They get a Monday night win. because <laughs> That's funny. Kirk Cousins is 0-9 on Monday night, uh, especially after last night. Man, it's just, I don't even know if Santa could give them this gift because it's so hard to get. You know, like yeah. this is too out there, even for a magical Santa Claus. It's um, not happening. In short. Also, Mike Boone sunk my fantasy team in the championship last night. I saw. I'm not salty. Just kidding. I'm very salty, um, but we can move on from that. Uh, the Packers, they get uh, they get a wheel of cheese, you know, a simple gift for a team that's finally coming together and clicking like they're supposed to. They don't have any glaring weaknesses anywhere. A wide receiver, too, would have been nice. But if we're being honest, what would Green Bay fans actually want other than a wheel of cheese? I mean, come on. It's their identity. Yeah, they've had it too good. They don't need anything else. Yeah, exactly. Um, maybe we'll give them a discount double check. Uh, all right. We got the Detroit Lions. Um, I'm gifting the Cowardly Lion courage, just like in the Wizard of Oz. Wizard of Oz. <laughs> the Wizard of Oz. Oz. Oz uh, they need the courage to realize that their coaching chains uh, moving to uh, Matt Patricia just has not worked out. It's been pretty awful and needs to be changed again. So they need a little bit of that liquid courage to push them over the edge and uh, make some good changes because they are not going anywhere with this current coaching staff. 
Sure. And then, and then to close out, we have the Chicago Bears. The Bears. Um, this one's a fun gift. I'm giving them Deshaun Watson because they should have taken him in the draft a couple years ago. They were right there. It was basically, you know, we could give them Pat Mahomes, but the consensus at the time was between Mitch Trubisky and Deshaun Watson. They chose poorly. So let's be, let's finish out the Christmas game here with some real Christmas spirit and fix that stupid fucking mistake uh, and give Matt Nagy a real quarterback to play with. So essentially another time machine. Yes, another time machine, but uh, right. a very, very specific time machine. I dig it. Anything else you want to add on to this? Uh, not at all. Um, I'm trying to think of something clever. <laughs> I have nothing. <laughs> this was Is fun. I like this. Yeah, I had a lot of fun making this. I had a lot of fun doing it with you. It's nice when you have an idea like this that just seems just like a fun little exercise. You don't have to think too hard for. Nice and festive. Yeah. So is there anything else you want to talk about this episode um, that you brought up earlier? I do have a few things. One thing is th- something I just found right now. The um, top 100 players of the decade list came out for the NHL on ESPN. Would you like to hear the top five? I know who number one is, but that's it. I'd love to hear the rest. So number one is Sidney Crosby. Yes. As I'm sure you know. Number two is Connor McDavid, which I want to loop back to because that's fucking bizarre. Um, Number three is Alex Ovechkin. Number four, Eric Carlson, the one on the Senators, not the other one, or the one that (laughs) was on the Senators. Um, And number five is Henrik Lundqvist. Uh, Yeah, I mean, other than McDavid probably being a spot too high. I think McDavid's about 10 spots too high. Really? McDavid only played half the decade. How can it be a player of the decade? In that decade, if if this was if this was a top players of the half decade, yeah, sure, absolutely, it's Connor McDavid number two of the. He didn't play five full years of it. Like that's like not enough. So I have a question. Getting Malkin at number six, I think I think Malkin deserves it more than McDavid. Um, it depends on the premise of the list. Is it the 10 best players to play in the decade or is it the 10 best players throughout the decade? Like, I think I think it, I That's think it has to be the 10 best players who played a significant portion of the decade. And I'm not sure right. half of the decade is significant. That that's enough. what it should be. I just like, don't know like, if that's specifically what it was, you know? Is this no. uh is this the hockey news one or is this the NHL? Uh, I have this one on ESPN. All right. I will go to ESPN then. Because, like, let me read out the other names in the top 10. And it's just, like, so much better names for for a decade list. So, after, so number six, Evgeny Malkin of the Penguins, a much better pick. Patrice mm-hmm. Bergeron of the Bruins, a much better pick. Steven Stankos of the Lightning, a better pick. Patrick Kane of the Blackhawks is a better pick. Eh, Duncan Keith, eh, eh. Um, yeah. That that's a point. If you put McDavid at ten, I could I could absolutely get it. But mm-hmm. McDavid at two, when he played five years of a decade, I mean that's just not enough. Um. So this is this is the premise they give. Uh, the following list uh, ranks the best of the decade. Uh, order was determined through statistical and analytical comparison. Longevity was respected but not essential. Um, which is basically what this argument comes down to. Dominant stretches for players can carry weight, even if the uh, seasons surrounding them are just average. Uh, rate stats are more important than raw numbers. Um, yeah, it's, it's, I mean, it's another point where it's going to hurt uh, or where it's going to bolster McDavid because he doesn't have the same level of raw numbers, but he'll have rate stats because he played a shorter period of time, so it's a smaller sample size for him as compared to a person who did play the entire decade yeah uh you know what it's one of those things where i could feel both sides of this it really just comes down to what you want to emphasize because i agree with you if i wanted to read an article on the 100 best players of the decade i'd want it to be the best players throughout that decade like we're talking about but 
if you know this was intended to just be all right who are the biggest players who like had the most dominant you know stretches this decade i could see it but yeah connor mcdavid at two it's it's definitely too high but where he falls you know and then like the fact that they have carry price at 26 feels super weird because carry price finished top 10 in in vezina voting six out of the 10 years of this decade including a win and the year he won he won the vezina he won the pearson he won the jennings he won the heart and was an Mm all-star and like he don't get me wrong i think everyone who's not a canadians fan hates carry price (laughs) um because you know fuck carry price fuck the canadians uh but still i mean he deserves to be on i think he deserves to be higher than 26 Uh, yeah same with uh i also kind of just disagree with two guys uh in the top like 35 or so on this list give me me some Um, names martin st louis at 33 seems kind of high he only played through 2015 um like the 2014 2015 season he was good before then i just don't know if he was dominant enough those four or five years to really argue that he deserves you know a top 35 spot on this list so let's see martin st louis let's start do you want to start 09 010 or 10 to 11 uh, I think they started 10 to 11 on the list. Okay. Um, in that span of time, he won two Lady oh, Bing sorry, Awards. Sorry, sorry. They started 09, 010. All right. Uh, then in that time, he won three Lady Bing Awards. He won an Art Ross. He had uh, three uh, NHL All-Star appearance. Oh, wait. Why are they some in bold and some not in bold? I don't spend a lot. A five-time All-Star. Um, he has... Or, no, five-time All-Star. This is a confusing fucking thing because some of them are in bold. I can't tell. Uh, three top second place Lady Bing uh, awards. Top five in the heart voting once. Top ten in heart voting twice. Um, uh, top 20 finish for the Selk Trophy, which doesn't mean anything. Uh, I don't know. It's, 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 it's a good career. Like it's a, Well, it's a yeah. fantastic career. I just don't know if, you know... Four in that time, of um, just, he uh, had two shorthand goals, 32 power play goals. He had um, 448 points. Um, I don't know, 133 hits. What, what, what do we care about here? Uh, 14 uh, plus 14, 153 goals, two, 295 assists. Yeah, it's a, it's 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 a back end of a career. Yeah, I mean that, that's for sure. I love him as a player. I just don't know if he was the thirty third best player throughout this decade. Well, here let me let me let me tell you some 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 numbers here. So in those five years, okay, he had, and this is I guess this could be mildly cherry picked depending on your view of things, but whatever. Oh come off pro hockey reference. Quit fucking me. I have to reload it. it <laughs> Connor McDavid. I'll start with this thing. Connor McDavid in his career. As 434 points, right? Yes. In those five years that, that Martin St. Louis played in this decade, he has... Uh, f- oh, fuck. I did it wrong again? Fuck me. God damn it, Josh. I'm sorry, folks. Give me one second here. Yeah, sorry, folks. I don't know what he did. I can't... F- God damn it. All right, I drew a little hockey reference again because this website won't let me reselect the information I want to select. I got it. All right, 448 points for Martin St. Louis in that time. So he actually has more wow. points than Connor McDavid in that time period. That's actually really impressive. Yeah, um, 295 assists. So he has 10 more assists than Connor McDavid, and 153 goals. He has more goals than Connor McDavid. So. Outside of the hardware, um, like, you know, I don't know what you want here, uh, but, th- but those are like, you know, the big ones. 
above yeah. everything else. All right. And that actually sounds like a really... Martin St. Louis. I, I was ready to agree with you, yeah. <laughs> um, but Martin St. Louis outperformed Connor McDavid in the five years of this decade. And McDavid's number two on this list and Martin St. Louis number 33. So this just still smells like a big old bag of recency bias. Yeah. I'm going to be honest. Uh, I definitely didn't watch hockey when Martin St. Louis was around. Uh, I definitely know of his uh, accolades and achievements and how good of a player he was, but maybe it's just uh, me being a youngin and not appreciating the uh, the older guard. Yeah, I actually didn't realize he was, he was already in the Hall of Fame. Him. I do, yes. Wasn't that like two years ago? Yeah, he just got in. I just kind of forgot about it. Yeah, that's fair. Um, so the other guy I was going to talk about was Pavel Datsuk at 11, but now I'm scared to dig into that because I feel like I'm going to look very stupid. Um, yeah, to be honest, I don't really know much of the of the Red Wings. So let's look up Pavel Datsuk's numbers here. Um, um, if you ask me to describe Pavel Datsuk in one, uh, like, what jumps out at me, uh, the man is an absolute wizard in shootouts. Um, and that's... He's one of the first hockey players I knew of, like growing up as a kid because of his insane highlights. So in um, the decade in which he played from the 09 to 10 season and the 15 to 16 season, he has 396 points, 143 goals to 253 assists, um, uh, 90, a plus 90. 89 penalty minutes. Again, I don't know what we're looking for here. 8,438 minutes of time on ice. Um, 197 block shots. I don't really know what we're looking at. Uh, 397 hits. Doesn't seem anything crazy. Uh, in that time, he also has um, one piece of hardware. He won a Selk Award in in the, the first year of this decade. And then he has a bunch of, uh, of, of, of top finishes here. But no other actual hardware collected. So 11 does seem kind of high. Yeah. Granted, though, I do not recall his career. Looking over this, he has four straight Lady Bing trophies, three straight Selk trophies, and let's see, three straight uh, top 10 finishes for the heart. Uh, Yet has only ever been voted into the All Star game once. Yeah. And that seems crazy to me. Lady Bing awards were all prior to this decade. Uh, he also does have two cup wins in that time. Mm-hmm. Um, what years though? Uh, 0809 or 0708. Um, the year before the Pens won it because they beat the Pens. That's right. Uh, and then I want to say it was the early aughts before then. Yeah, I wish it told you, like, like you could hover over it and it would tell you, but right? it does like not. I'm surprised they don't have that under awards, you know? Yeah, a little bit strange, gotta say. Um, he has one hat trick in his career? That's really? insane to me. Yeah. Like, That's he has nuts. scored 314 goals in his career, yet only has one hat trick. Hey, man, I guess All that right, shit's man, just, sure. uh, just tough. Uh, he won it in 08 and 02. There you go. I was perfectly adequately close at making those guesses. All right, uh, that's all I really have to say. Henry, Henry Glenquist finishing at number five feels pretty cool. Um, yeah, highest cool. highest mark for a goalie by far. Uh, I think the was the next goalie Carey Price actually. Uh, I think uh, so. Yeah. I'm scrolling down now, and I don't see anybody. So Sergei it must be Bobrovsky, Carey. Twenty one. Uh, really, Bobrovsky over Price. Again, I don't agree with it, but sure. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, Bob was awesome, um, but it's Carey Price. I don't know. It just yeah. feels weird. Yeah, Brayden Holpe's also there. Uh, this is just an odd... Li- uh, Holpe over quick, I I guess. I don't know their stats well enough off the head, but but I feel like Holpe... In, in my mind, quick would have finished above above Holpe, but again, I don't have the... Their numbers in front of me to confirm any of that. This is just raw gut feeling. And right. Mark Andre Fleury at, at 42 also feels a little bit disrespectful. Yeah, I completely agree with that. Like, my goodness, Mark Andre Fleury is a goddamn gem, and we should treasure him while we still have him. Because, like, Pecorine at 47 feels acceptable because I don't think he played too much of this decade. 
right? Really? I I thought he was uh uh like a like a 2014 Stark kind of guy. Uh, in my mind, he is anyway. The Fed oh no, he's like been in the league since '05. Yeah, the Fed oh, shit. is like really old. Is the only reason I want to say no to that. I didn't realize he'd been in the league for that fucking long. Oh, I feel like he was just started. 08, 09 was his first season uh, playing like full time. Yeah, but yeah, it's he's been around Holy for a good while. Damn, that's what I get for never paying attention to the National Predators. <laughs> yeah, no, that's 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 forgiven. Nobody does. All right, well, uh, do you want to hear some 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 uh, Christmas stats? Yeah, I do. Uh, I thought, for a second, I thought you were doing the outro, and I was like, "Why would you ask me that at the end of the episode?" No, you know, I got I got a few here. I don't have to go in, too into detail in it, but I figured it might be might be a little interesting. So sure, in yeah. uh, in twenty seventeen, twenty seven point one million real Christmas trees were sold in the U.S. Twenty one million. Twenty seven point one. That seems low. Um, well, there's a lot of fake Christmas trees people have, and despite the fact that population is around 350 million, multi-person households are a big thing, you know, and that 350 million accounts for families. So if you yeah, assume yeah. every family is like four people, you divide that number by four and it gets a lot more manageable. And then, you know, how many of them have fake, cre- how many of them have fake Christmas trees? How many of them are, um, Muslim or Not Jewish or Indian? And, yeah. 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 So it makes sense. Um, Sure, with your reason and well-thought-out response. Fuck you. This one's interesting. Nearly half of Americans do not buy Christmas decorations. What? Now, granted, again, you know, let's say some percent of these are going to be, you know, non-Christian people don't celebrate the holiday. I would assume the rest of that comes from people who already have decorations and just aren't actively buying new ones. Yeah, I guess, but like half is again, that just seems like a lot. I just yeah. feel like everyone's always getting Christmas decorations to put up. Since that one seemed high, this one will seem low. Um 46% of people have lied about liking a Christmas gift. <laughs> that does seem <laughs> extremely low. <laughs> yeah, right? Like you're telling me that less I than half of people. Every year. I, I do do that every year. <laughs> Oh, mom, I love this sweater. It looks so great. It'll go so good with the bottom of my dresser drawer. <laughs> yeah, this thing I'll wear that one time just in front of you so you see I wore it. Wow, a corduroy like jacket? Love you shouldn't it. have. <laughs> right, this one I'm interested to get your take on. 47.4% of women want to get jewelry for Christmas. Do you think that's high or low? Honestly, I feel like that's kind of like on a sweet spot right there. Maybe a little low. I feel like a lot of women definitely want to get jewelry, but it's not like their top choice. I actually feel like it's a little bit high because I feel like, yeah, because clothing and accessories, especially accessories like that, like you want to get that thing that you really like because if you don't really like it, you're just like, there's no like lazy day jewelry. Like there is like lazy day clothing, you know? Mm -hmm. Or it's like, oh, that sweater Tim got me that year. All right. And I'm not going outside of the house today. I'll put it on. But you're not going to do that with like a ring or a necklace. So I feel like you'd want to get something you genuinely like. And I wouldn't want to ask like Uncle Tom for that. So, yeah, like plus, if you're a woman, it's most likely going to be a man buying you that jewelry. And our taste is fucking awful. So terrible. I get that completely. Ooh, this one I definitely disagree with. 32.3% of men want gift vouchers for Christmas. Nah. Fuck that shit. Yeah, fuck gift vouchers, dude. Yeah, I not get a the fan. Premise, you know, like, sure, I get to pick out what I want, but like, then I have to go and get those things. And there's always like a couple bucks left on the gift voucher because you can That's never the find part that drives me nuts. Price. Yeah, like, oh, sucks. Uh, 60.6% of people in the US prefer buying their gifts online. I can't believe it's that low. <laughs> yeah, for real. Who wants to go out into this madness to buy things? Well, 60% of U.S. shoppers who choose to shop at brick-and-mortar stores do so because it allows them to interact with the product. I don't know what how much there is to interact with when you're buying a shirt, 
but apparently yeah. people like doing that. I mean, clothes I kind of get because you try them on, but if it's a gift, you're gonna try it on for them. You know? Yeah, I I I don't know. And, um, and people are dumb, so you know. This stats feels just too specific. Seventy-six percent of U.S. consumers use computers to buy their Christmas gifts online. How else would you do it? Your phone? I guess, yeah, your phone. But like, why? Why do we need this stat? <laughs> yeah, like, if you're gonna buy something online, you're gonna use a computer. I don't like. What was it? Like seventy-six percent? You said? Yeah. I don't understand what they're trying to portray with this statistic. Nothing. Nothing significant. Uh, 23% of Christmas shoppers in the U.S. rely on social media to help them make the right choice. Yeah. I do, too, honestly. Yeah, honestly. Like, there's so much stuff going on. And seeing a product on social media all the time, like, even though I to avoid being persuaded by, like, social media pressures, it's unavoidable to some degree, you know? I'm not sure it counts as social media, but I use BuzzFeed a ton around the holidays. Really? Not even because I particularly care for the products that they suggest, but because they have a million different lists that, like, just by sheer force of volume, I know I'll find something. Yeah, that's fair. I use uh, Amazon, uh, fucking, um, like, Amazon, like, recommendations. Yeah. Basically, use that to base off what I want for myself for Christmas. Sixty-six percent of Americans say they do their research online, but buy their gifts in brick-and-mortar shops. Feels like it should go the other way around. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess prices can be cheaper in stores than online. Maybe it usually know. is the opposite, yeah, but I, I guess get, you're yeah, right. I get that too, but like, I, I don't know. High-income households are more likely to shop online for Christmas gifts. Um, okay. Yeah, sure. Why not? I guess they're Ooh. just more likely to shop in general. So there you go. All right, here comes some of this. Here comes the stats that I really wanted to. All right, in 2018, U.S. households spent an average of fifteen hundred thirty-six dollars during the Christmas holidays. How much? Thirty six hundred? Fifteen hundred thirty six. Oh, fifteen hundred thirty six. Um Wow, I don't know. Maybe it's just me being frugal, but that seems really high. That seems very high. <laughs> Holiday like so much money. Holiday retail sales in twenty eighteen surpassed one trillion dollars. I totally believe it. Oh my god. Americans spend on average one hundred and twenty three dollars on their spouses for Christmas. Yeah, that seems totally adequate. Uh, 22% of Americans believe their Christmas spending will leave them in debt. Hold on. They spend $126 on their spouse, but $1,500 in general? That's what they're saying. But it said said, um, spending overall, so I'm wondering if that means like people who buy Christmas tickets... I mean, Christmas, um, like like plane tickets for Christmas to travel. Oh, yeah. You know, like it includes yeah. those those expenses. Uh huh. Okay, that would make sense. Or if it was like everyone in the household spending, not just, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, for, for sure, household spending. Uh, sixty-two percent of Americans buy their gifts in the week before Christmas, aka fucking lunatics. Yeah. No kidding. Uh, I I, I cannot I can't shop that that close to the holiday. It drives me nuts. No, no, no. Which Unless brings me to do it online. Uh, even then, but you're right. I would much rather do that. Which mm-hmm. brings me to the next stat: twenty eight point eight percent of U.S. shoppers start their Christmas shopping in November. I start mine in October. <laughs> I uh, hate, hate, hate shopping for Christmas too soon or too too um too late. I admit, I usually start in November, just because I usually. Wait it's a good time to start, though. Yeah, like I usually have everything planned out, but I won't purchase anything until November comes. Oh, okay. I'm going to read the next two stats together. All right. Sure. Uh, Chris, uh, 19% of Americans spend their money during the holiday season on completely unplanned purchases. And 51% of Christmas shoppers buy gifts for themselves, too. Only 51%? Only 51%. The other 49%, too poor. 
<laughs> yeah, all right, fair enough. <laughs> I I always get myself a Christmas gift, whether it's like something small or something, you know, fairly decent size, just because I buy myself stuff throughout the year. This is just a really nice excuse to do it for me. And you're yeah. already shopping too, you know. Yeah. You know how often I I'll like have a Christmas or I mean a, um, a shopping cart on Amazon full of shit. And then I'll be off see like a three or three to six dollar item in my save for later. That'll be like, well, you know, I need this and I'm already buying something. So throw it in yep. the cart. Exactly. hundred percent. Uh, what's another good one? Uh, 14.2% of Americans say they sell their possessions to fund Christmas spending. Holy shit. How much, how many people? 14. 14.7, 14.2%. If it like, if that becomes a serious issue, we need to stop celebrating Christmas. Like that yeah, is fuck those kids working wow. in the sweatshops. But if people are selling the shit from their attic, and what was the one we've you got uh, too far? You said earlier that I didn't fully hear about uh, people going into debt. Oh yeah, let me. Um, I think it was twenty-two percent believe uh-huh. uh, that Christmas is going to put them in debt. Yeah, that's insane to me come on well i'm going to close with probably the most interesting of the stats that will be equally as insane to you are you ready yes 61 percent of people in the usa would reveal personal information to get special deals what do they do they like say what personal information is uh they don't classify what that would be but I have to assume it's, uh, it could be anything, in my mind, it could be anything from like age range and demographics. Uh, yeah. I, I imagine that's most specifically what it's going to be. Mm-hmm. But uh, I mean, like, I w- I'd give up like demographic information because that's all public info if they just want to dig for it. Like, I'd give up my email if it's like a good deal just because I can cancel it anytime. But, like, if people are giving out, like, social security numbers or, like, serious personal information, that's crazy. A 10% off per digit of your social. <laughs> give us all of it, and we'll give you the item for free. Just don't expect <laughs> the rest of your money to be there when you get back. Yeah, just don't change any passwords. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, um... That's all. That's all I got. That that that's uh that's your Christmas stats for the Christmas stats episode. Man, now I'm in the holiday spirit, putting ourselves in debt and buying presents for ourselves. The American way. That is the American <laughs> way. Everything's fine. Everything's all right. It's a lie. We're all it's, sad. It's all a lie. <laughs> we are all depressed. Um. We were planning on talking about Hunjin Ru going to the Blue Jays instead of the Angels after we said, why aren't the Angels doing this? And I, I want to touch on it before we go. There's yeah. not too much to say because we've murdered the Angels over this in the past. Uh, but there is one commonality, I think, between the Dallas Keuchel non-signing and the Hunjin Ru non-signing. And that's the fourth year. Mm. And that sure. seems weird. Because you gave Mike Trout a 12-year deal. You gave Anthony Rendon... To be fair, he's Mike Trout. You gave Anthony Rendon a 7-year deal. You gave Albert Pujols a 20-year deal. Um, I don't know why they're so afraid of commitment for pitchers that a 4th year is out of the question. Maybe just the the variance and drop-off that happened. I mean, look at guys like... Felix Hernandez and stuff like that. I do get that to a degree, but at the same time, it's like no risk, no reward there. Fuck face. Like, yeah. how can you be willing to give, uh, how old was ever pulls when he signed that contract? 31, 32. You, you gave him a 20 granted. It's a 10 year player deal and a 10 year front office deal, but still you gave him 20 years in your organization and you can't give four to Dallas Keuchel or Hunjin Roo. Like, come on. Maybe their Christmas gift should be some of that liquid courage I gave the because they need it, man. They, I really feel like they do because that's the only difference between these two contracts, essentially. It really just seems like they like bankrupted themselves signing Rendon. 
Like they were so panicked and not about not signing, you know, uh, Strasburg Garrett or Cole. Garrett Cole. They panicked and signed Anthony Rendon, and only then did they send that info to the accountants, who were like, "We do not have this kind of money." Yeah, I, I honestly don't know any other excuse. There isn't one. That's got to be it. I, it, it, it. Again, I think I said when it happens, it feels like when the Yankees missed out on re-signing um, uh, Robinson Cano and panic signed Jacoby Ellsbury to way too much money. Although Rendon is a much better ball player than Jacoby Ellsbury. Still. Very true. Um, yeah, I don't want to dwell on it too much. Like I said, we've really been shitting on the Angels recently. Deservedly so, but... Very deservedly. Shall we wrap it up then? Let's do it. All right. If you want to follow the show on Twitter, you can do so at JuicingPod. If you want to hit us up via email, you can do so at JuicingTheNumbers at gmail.com. And if you want to find show notes, you can do so at JuicingTheNumbers.website.com slash website. And until Monday, y'all have a Merry Christmas and a almost Happy New Year. Bye. 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 Bye